and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Copybook Headings podcast. If you're just joining us for the first time, this show is inspired by the poem by Rudyard Kipling called The Gods of the Copybook Headings. And in that poem, Kipling describes old sayings, proverbs, and maxims. He calls them copybook headings, since they used to use these copybooks back in olden times to have young school children practice their penmanship, and they would have put these old sayings at the top of each page and have them copy them down over and over. So he would call these old sayings the gods of the copybook headings. So what we do every week is we take one of these old sayings or proverbs or maxims and we break it down to see what we can learn from it. See if there's still any relevance today to these old sayings. I am your host, Patrick Payne, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. How are you tonight? Uh, I'm sore, man. (laughs) (laughs) Been hitting the gym? No, well, yeah, I was went yesterday, but I I went to jujitsu today, and um, just got back, and it's uh, you know, one of those like, some days you're the windshield and some days you're the bug, and t- <laughs> today I was the bug. <laughs> I just got my absolute butt kicked and got smashed many times, and I didn't win a single round or do you know that's not really about winning, but I didn't get any you know submissions. I just got beat up on. So yeah, I'm uh, it's one of those days. How are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, doing all right. I've been you started I've been hitting ju- the gym a bit. Nice. Have you started so, your jujitsu journey yet? No, not yet. So right now I'm I'm focused on the just getting some endurance up, doing some cardio. So I'm I'm on my third week though, almost perfect record. So just gonna every every weekday doing some cardio. Nice. So I'm gonna try doing this for a few months and get in a little better shape and then come warmer weather, I think maybe I'll give give that a try. Nice. Yeah, it's it's fun. I uh I just realized I found out I was at the doctor and they told me I have to go in for another surgery. You know, I had had that surgery on my neck. Oh yeah. So I gotta go because I have like this super bad weakness in one of my arms, so they're going in to fix it. So that's okay. gonna be fun. And uh but shouldn't be as should be a pretty simple one compared to the last one. So that I have that to look forward to. <laughs> But uh, after that, I'm hoping I'll be good as new. So we'll, we'll let you know how that goes. But good. yeah, we've um, we've got a good got a good proverb for this week. One that I had selected. This one is, "No man is an island." Um, and of course, it's by the great. It was originally written by the great John Bon Jovi. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Close. It was yeah, a John. Yeah. It is a John. That's actually from a movie. Um, have you ever seen the movie uh, uh, About a Boy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've actually talked to our, our friend, uh, Granite, over at the po- a movie podcast about this one. He's seen that one, too. But uh, at the beginning of the movie, uh, the main character is like watching a trivia show. And this quote comes on. It's like, well, who said, you know, <laughs> and he was like, John Bon Jovi. But it was it was not. It was the other John. And now what's his name? John you know, Dunn. Yeah, John Dunn. And that was one of the options, like A, B, and C, and he picked it wrong. But anyway, <laughs> the, <laughs> I like that movie. It's uh, 
the guy's like a total jerk in the movie and I love a good movie jerk. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the, the, whole, the whole premise of the movie kind of is he's like a, he's like this isolated dude. And then he finally like lets people into his life and, you know, has like, right. gets like got the... loved ones and friends and meets this boy. And yeah, anyway. So anyway, yeah, he's got the money from uh, what is it? His dad wrote a, a Christmas song. Is that what it was? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. His dad wrote a Christmas <laughs> song and then died and he like, Lives off the royalties of some stupid yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, what did you find out about this? Did you were you able to get any more info on it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is from John Donne, a 17th century uh, poet, among other things. He was, you know, also a a clergyman, and so this comes from one of his sermons rather than from one of his poems. So, mm-hmm. and it also you will catch in in this little um paragraph you'll catch another famous uh saying of his so here it is no man is an island entire of itself every man is a piece of the continent a part of the main if a clod be washed away by the sea europe is the less as well as if a promontory were as well as any manner of thy friends or thine own were any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Mm. So same, same sermon. We get a couple big hits, I guess. <laughs> for yeah. Whom the that's, bell tolls. Yeah. That's a really good one. For, I love the for part Metallica about... fans and Hemingway fans. And uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I like the part about if, if, uh, how, how is it worded? If one man dies, it's, it diminishes me. Yeah. Um, if one, let's see, where, where was that? Uh, any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind. Hmm. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah, I love this. Um, I love this proverb. I love that, uh, quote that you read. And, um, I think it, um, we tend to be, we've talked about this many times. Society tends to be pretty individualistic these days and it can be sort of um this one has kind of a collectivist feel to it doesn't it it's like Mm -hmm. you're 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 not alone you're not just an individual you may be that but you're also a part of something bigger you're a piece of a of a whole and um we maybe just to me what comes about we depend on each other we we need each other and um yeah, if one, if one if one person fails or dies or or something bad happens, it diminishes the diminishes the whole. So I don't know what what, yeah. what were your thoughts when you read it. Yeah, I I'm there with you, and you know, in the context of of this being in a sermon, right? You can imagine him up in front of a congregation saying this, mm-hmm. and and in that context, how relevant this idea is, you know, with with the Christian idea of the the body of Christ, the 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 congregation, you know, everyone being a member of the church being different, but a part of the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah. So, um, so when, when we miss one part of, of the body, if, uh, you know, like with your, your arm, <laughs> right. Like it's not acting, acting <laughs> right. Arm, then yeah. that the, the rest of your body misses it. Right. So, um, yes. I think that that's the case with, with people and communities as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it's, uh, I think it's pretty obvious that humanity was kind of designed in, in, in a way 
where the the family is kind of this this the basic unit, right? And that's mm-hmm. been that way forever. Um, yeah. And so I, th- I think that this one speaks to that a little bit to to family, but also bigger than that as well. Um, community, um, nation, and since it is a sermon, probably some religious undertones as well. Like we're all maybe children of of a of a god, uh, children mm-hmm. of a creator. And as such, that kind of ties us, ties us together in some way. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's fairly common to see, especially men, um, kind of act as if they are an island, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to be very kind of isolated, like this stoic, you know, the, 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 the hermit that kind of lives on his own. And even people who don't necessarily live on their own, sometimes they act like they do. They go yeah. off in their own space. Um, and I've been guilty of that myself too. Um, so my question yeah, for you everyone... is... <laughs> oh, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. No, my question for you is, A, have you noticed that among men specifically? And if so, what do you think is... is uh, What do you think makes us as men do, do that sort of thing? Um, yeah, I mean... I have, I have observed that I have lived that. I think, <laughs> I think part of the reason is cause it is, it's, a, I think it's a lot easier for, for men to, to do the solo hermit thing. And a lot of times it's kind of nice. Um, you know, for, for a while I lived, you know, by myself in a basement in in a, a big city and just, it was kind of nice being on my own schedule and seeing people when I wanted to. And, um, and it's, kind of alluring in its way, but also it can get pretty lonely. And, um, and, and I think, you know, as even, even though when you're not the bachelor, when you have a family, you can still kind of fall into that as kind of like, well, okay, I'm, I'm the head of the household. I'm responsible for these people and kind of keeping them away from everyone else or keeping everyone else away from them, you know, keeping my family safe and, and intact and, and separate because that's how you keep things safe. And so, um, that, that's an impulse that I think probably most men have to, to kind of try and do that. And it's, and it just doesn't work. You can't, (laughs) you can't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, Or it's very, very hard to do something like that. Yeah. I'd now, I literally never thought of that, that maybe the instinct to kind of isolate comes from, the desire to protect or, or to keep, you know, for uh, safety in some way uh, yeah. that, that may, that may, that may very well be a big part of it. Um, all I know is that, um, it's very common for, 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 I've noticed it over and over for men to kind of isolate and, and not as common among women. Women tend to be better at nurturing relationships, making time for friends, you know, reaching out to people. I found that women tend to be better at that. And, it's almost as if men tend to act like they don't need it. They don't need mm-hmm. any kind of relationships or friendships or anything like that. And, uh, which isn't true. Uh, I, I've, in my experience, what I've noticed is that men and women both need that. And women just tend to be a little bit better at, at, at nurturing it and, and developing those relationships. And so yeah. I think, I think it's important to, to remember that and recognize that. And maybe sometimes we need to go out of our way to, to reach out to somebody and, and, uh, get together with, you know, some friends or, or, or whatever. Yeah. I think a lot of guys imagine themselves as, 
you know, the, the dad in the road, right. The, the yeah. Mark McCarthy book or, or the book. movie, right. Where you're like, uh, but you're not because, because society no. hasn't broken down. There are people out there. There are good people out there. And yeah, I'm uh, carrying the fire. <laughs> yeah. Carry, I mean, carry the fire, but do it with your buddies too. Right. So yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, uh, uh, I, I started a job a few months ago. I think I've told you. And, um, <clears throat> I was doing like a ride along with one of the other guys kind of learning the ropes, you know, and I do a lot of driving for this new job where I'm, I'm going out doing sales. And, um, and the, this other sales guy was like, oh yeah, I used to do social media. I used to do this. I cut it completely out, cut off everything. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of really fascinated by that. And I'm like, well, how do you stay in contact with your, with your buddies? Cause that's, what's been holding me back from just like cutting out social media. I know that social media has got problems. Um, but it's always held me back because I, I stay connected with my friends that way. And he's like, well, with this job I have, I drive a lot. And he's like, I just call him on the phone. He's like, I, I have more in-person conversations with friends now than I ever had before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I, I just, if I, if there's someone that I know that I haven't spoken to in a long time, I just call him on the phone while I got a long hour drive or something. And I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool, you know, cause we don't, we don't talk on the phone that much anymore. I think compared to yeah. compared to years past. Yeah, that's I mean that's kind of the main way I keep in touch with my friends right now, uh, because they call me when they're when they're on the road. Oh really? Yeah, you because know, you know I I've got a I've got a work from home job, so I don't have the commute to to do that. And but but when they're on the way home from work or on the way into work, they'll they'll call other guys in, in our group, and that's kind of yeah, that's how we keep in touch. That's cool. Used to be. It used to be when we didn't have kids, it was with video games. We'd yeah. all get on and play together and talk, you know, for an hour or two. And but that's that's harder to do now. So this is the the form it has taken. Yeah, way harder. I have one one buddy that's trying to get me to get on and, and play once in a while. We used to play maybe once or twice a week, you know, in the evenings. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. life got crazier and the kids got older and work got in the way, now we like hardly ever play at all. So we're trying to get back to doing that, but. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, whether it's a phone call or, or you're gaming together or you're doing something, I mean, I think it's, it's really important to, to connect with, to connect with your buddies. And what do you think, um, how do you think this has to relates to, to family as well? Like extended family, Mm -hmm. um, like, um, obviously family is important, but I mean, once you have your own family, you have your own wife, you have your own kids it can be easy to drift away from your siblings, you know? Yeah. Uh, w- do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I think about this one cause my, you know, growing up we had, you know, my mom has eight siblings and, uh-huh. um, but scattered all over the country. And so the ones we only ever really saw very often were <clears throat> in our own state, but you know, four hours away. And so we'd see them, you know, once a year or so. But beyond that, rarely saw any cousins on on either side of the family. Uh, saw grandparents a fair amount, but it wasn't really built around like everyone coming together. So yeah, so that's something I've been you know we're, I think we're trying to do. I don't know what anyone in my family's really said it, but that's kind of what my sisters and I are trying to do is get our families together more often, so that you know, so that the next generation knows each other better and is is better connected that way. Cause it's, it's really easy for family to drift that way too, especially with so many people 
moving all over the country. Um, you know, my sisters and I all live in, we live in three different States and, um, just kind of like kind of how my parents were too with their, with their siblings. So trying to keep that connection, even though we're, you know, a thousand miles apart. Yeah. I think that's great. And you were just out visiting, was it your sister who's out in Oregon? Yeah. And, and the other sister came up too. So we were all, all there. And, um, so that was a good, uh, a good Christmas and everyone got to see each other and cousins got to, got to play. So that was great. Yeah, that's great. We were, we're the guilty ones because all my family was in Arizona and we recently moved to, to Idaho a couple of years ago. So <laughs> we're all alone up here, but, um, we're going down this year at some point. I don't know when, but, um, we're going to try to. And I is think that, my, is that sister, uh, hard? I was sorry. <laughs> Say, is that the no, hard yeah. being like the, the black sheep out, out of state when everyone else can get together? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it's hard on my kids because they'll see pictures from, you know, they'll get together for Easter. They'll get together for 4th of July or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you know, this last time we didn't go down for Christmas. Well, I, two years now in a row, we haven't been down for Christmas. We've just been doing Christmas on our own up here. And I do have mm-hmm. some cousins up here that we'll get together with sometimes, but it's not, they're my cousins. They're not my kids. They're not my siblings. They're not my kids' cousins, right? So they're yeah. a little bit, a little bit farther apart. Um, but, um, but yeah, we're, my, my sister called me a while ago and I think she's going to come up and visit us. They want to go up to Yellowstone and we're on the way. So she's, she's going to, she's going to come up and, and stay with us for a while. And so I think my kids are excited about that. So, uh, yeah, right. I think it's, I think it's important. I think it's really important to, to, uh, to make that happen. And, you know, if they are coming up your way, yeah, make it, make a space for them, go out of your way, bend over backwards if you have to, to, to give them a place to stay or, or, or make sure that you're getting together and not just seeing them for five minutes as they're passing through, but, but, but spend some time with them. And, and, uh, and, and that can be, that can be siblings or, or parents or cousins, but yeah, I think family's really important. Uh, friendships are really important and those connections are, and, uh, John Dunn, was it J- Dunn, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he had it right. <clears throat> Nobody's nobody can be isolated. And I mean, I, I think I, when he wrote it, uh, maybe that was a little more obvious than it is today. Uh, and if you go back even farther in, in, in the past, it, it may have been just taken for granted because societies were so tight knit and they depended on each other so much for like everything, not just like Mm -hmm. emotional support and friendship, like we've been talking about, but just to eat, to survive, you really had to have your family, your tribe, your clan, whatever it was. Um, cause, cause you literally couldn't survive on your own. There's no way. Whereas now, you know, you get your little internet job and your, your, your basement apartment, like you're talking about in some city and, and you're good, you know, you got everything, Mm -hmm. you got, uh, DoorDash delivering your food and you, you could just live the hermit lifestyle if you wanted to. Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think, I think it's, it's, it's tougher nowadays. Yeah. And I've, I've been thinking, you know, when I was younger, I used to think about all the different places in the country I might want to live. I thought a lot about my, like, it might be cool to live out in the East coast. Um, and you know, and then I, I went out there for a while for a few months and, it was, it was not for me. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older. I realized like there are, there really are, um, you know, cultures within our country that, uh, it's worth being aware of like what, what fits your temperament. Right. So, so, you know, I grew up in the West uh, on the West coast. 
but like I temperamentally I think that's really all I can the western US is really what what fits me right so um because I think there's like the built-in um social interactions like the the, the unspoken customs that um that make the society run smoothly and and you don't even think about it because you're just living it and it, and it works smoothly for you. And it's only when you're out of that situation, you realize, Oh, that's what, like, that's the kind of community I'm used to. That's, that's what works for me. That's what I'm a good part of. Um, I think, you know, religion is, is one aspect that makes things easier or harder. If you, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so, you know, just like religion, having a community you're used to, like that, there's a lot of that yep. language in, in within your religion, Yes. So if you're, if you can find that community, that congregation, that, that you're used to that kind of culture, mm-hmm. um, just the, the way of interacting, like living, um, you know, my, my wife went to school in new England and the people there just, just the interact differently and very different. kind of comes yes. off, comes across as, you know, either cold or abrasive. And I just not. It's, I, I, I can't live around that. I don't think so. It's just knowing that about yourself, knowing where you want to raise your family, what kind of um, culture you, you want to be a part of and, and community. Dude, 100%. I think you're spot on with that. Um, Cause we, I had the same thing. I, I'm a kind of an adventurous soul. I like to go try new things. We've lived a lot of different places. I think in my life, I've lived like seven different States in two different countries. So I mean, I've, I've lived in the, uh, out in the East, I've lived in the South, I've lived in the Midwest, I've lived in the Southwest, the Mountain mm-hmm. West, uh, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've been all over and, uh, and it, it took me a while to find my, my little spot, but I think we found yeah. it. I think this is, this is a, a really good fit for our family, our culture, everything. Cause you go other places. And I'm like, this is just, it's weird until you get there, you, you know? Yeah. And I was just, my wife and I were just visiting Maine, which is a beautiful state. Yeah. Really beautiful state. And I thought there'd be a lot of like similarities between Maine and Idaho. They're both kind of similar weather. You know, they're both kind of, uh, I don't know. I figured the, the cultures would be similar and they're not, they're very yeah. different. Um, and the people there are different and they're, and they're nice. I, I don't mean that in a disparaging yeah. way. Everyone was friendly. Yeah. Um, but they're, it's different. It's just, the vibe is different. And, uh, and it's not, it's not my vibe. Um, yeah, exactly. So, my, yeah, my sister's in-laws are from from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. That's where her husband's family's from. And but we have that common like religious experience and language together. And yeah. so that's not a huge obstacle, but like it's yeah, it's very different um very different culture. You just don't think about it cuz you think how homogenized American culture, quote culture is at least compared to the rest of the world or you know on TV there's kind of a monoculture in the media, mm-hmm. but um but just everyday interactions, the small things are, are very different. Yeah. Um, well, we, we have a, you know, big family and, and so we have a, we live in a little neighborhood where kids will run around and ride their bikes and stuff. And, and, uh, some of these little towns in new England, I was driving through and I was like, something is, is different about these places. Something's just yeah. off compared to what I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of. And then part of it was, I was like, there's no kids here. Like, it's just the, yeah. the families are much smaller. And so yeah. I just didn't see any kids out playing. I'd see these cute and little no houses with these picket fences. No, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, was, it was just not what I was used to at all. And um, it's a lo- lovely place. Go visit yeah. for sure if you haven't. But yeah. um, Beautiful. But beautiful. Beautiful. And I would go back. 
but um, yeah, it's not, it's not my, it's not my vibe. Yeah. So I'm really glad that you said that because it's, that's very real, man. I tried lots of different places. I tried a lot of stuff on for size and, and my sweet wife came along and tow to any stupid thing I wanted to do and new adventure I wanted to chase down. And, and uh, every place was like, mm, it's kind of nice here, but it's not, yeah. this is not us. And um, so yeah, find, finding your little community is huge. And, uh, and hopefully you can find a little community that fits you. Hopefully not too far away from your, your from your family, but yeah. ours, was, ours was a little bit far. Anyway. Um, so typically around this time, we talk about what society thinks of these, of this proverb. What, what, what do you think? What do you think society thinks of no man is an island? Do you think they would agree with that generally speaking, or, or is that one that uh, is it would be pushed back on? Yeah, I, I think this is a this is accepted by everyone. Everyone who's uh, well adjusted, or, or some people who even aren't, think that the, there's value in in community and being around other people and re, and relying on other people. I think though there's definitely very very much disagreement about what that means, what the implications are, um, you know, and where, where that community comes from, right? Does it come organically from the people around you? Is it imposed or is it reinforced by government? Um, so there's, there's different, differing schools of thought, uh, about it, but I think I would say everyone values this one there, you know, that of course there's always people who, are very much no I am I am an island but really um, I think most people go with this one what do you think yeah yeah I'd, I'd agree I say I think most people would understand that community is important although I do think that there's a lot of talk of you know individual like rights people are like I have a right to this mm-hmm. and right to that and not as much talk of the flip side which is the responsibility yeah, um, to yeah. others and so I think that's a very hyper individualistic way to view things is I have a right for that to this, that, and the other, rather than thinking, yeah, I do. I have a right to, you know, my speech, my religion, my, my, uh, you know, my tra- movement or wh- whatever you want to say. Yeah. But, um, the flip side is that is w- w- what responsibilities do I have to those around me? They have a responsibility to me to respect my rights. I have a responsibility to respect others, but do I have any responsibility to contribute? Do I have any responsibility to make the world a little bit of a better place, leave something cleaner than I found it? That I think is not emphasized. Yeah, that's a great point. I think I think you're spot on there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going back you know, to that that full quote from from John Donne. That's kind of you know the sense of it that um, you know every man is a piece of the continent, right? Like every um, and, and things you know the the, the whole is is less. When, when someone is removed from it, whether they do that themselves, right? Like removing themselves from the responsibilities of, of a society, that the society is, is the lesser for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I do not think society agrees with that, that, that part. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that sometimes where I'm like, you know, and my faith teaches me that everyone is a valuable child of God. Yeah. Um, but I still have a hard time thinking, you know, the, the world would be a better place if this person just did not exist. If they just disappeared tomorrow, not saying I'm going to go do anything about it, but right. like <laughs> if they just vanished, like sometimes I'm like, this place would be a better place if that person was just gone. And right, right. John Dunn's saying the opposite here, right? Well, yeah, because it's, it's the, wor- I mean, the world would be a better place if they 
weren't doing the things they were doing, right? That's it. Yeah. And, and the simple the simple would be for them to disappear. But also, the harder thing, but still realistic, is that they stop doing it and, and do something else. Yeah. And so I think it, it's just taking that next step. Like, why do we think we would be better off with this person? Or why does this person think that they would be better off without society, you know, thinking to the next, le- the next step. For sure. It's always easier to throw something away than to repair it. Right. Yeah. If you, if there's somebody who's doing something misanthropic or they're, or they're behaving in such a way that you think is harming the whole, it's a lot easier to just think, Oh, I wish they were gone versus how can I help this person? You know, what, what is it that's making them act like that? Would, would a little bit of kindness go, go a long way in that would, yeah. uh, some listening, some understanding, maybe not, maybe, maybe they're stuck in their ways and that's that. But, 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 uh, yeah, it's a lot easier to just write it, write someone off rather than to think about it from their perspective and, and understand that they're a, they're a promontory, right? They're, they're, a, they're a rocky cliff. They're a part of yeah. this continent that you live on. That's, you know, they're a part of your people and, um, and, uh, as such add value and, 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 uh, yeah, add value to it in some way. Yeah, so. and and the flip side, you know, to the to the guy who wants to go take off to the mountains and live in his cabin and and leave the world behind, you know, like the the world needs you and and what you can bring to it. Um, you know, it's a it's a two way street, and 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 people are are benefited by, by you being there and, and participating in, in the community that you can, you can be in. Oh yeah, man. hundred percent. I, I mean, I felt that pull sometimes too. It's like, man, I would love to just run away, get out of here. But ultimately I think the more courageous act is to stay in and try to fix what's going yeah. on. You know, um, I think it's much more courageous to run for your local school board than it is to run off into a cabin in the woods and try to homestead all by yourself and stay away from society. Um, mm-hmm. so because, because you're embracing that, that burden, that responsibility, you're saying, okay, I have a responsibility to everybody else. I accept it. I take it. I'll, yeah. I'll stand up and, 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 uh, and do my best at, at, uh, at, at bearing that burden versus I'm shirking that responsibility. I'm running away. I'm out of here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. This was, uh, we're about out of time, but this is a good one. I'm glad I found this one and thanks for the, the, the info and the backstory on it. And, uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to this one. Please follow us on social media. And, and, uh, if you can share this episode with a friend or family, that's how we grow is by sharing. So if you can, if you think of anybody who might enjoy this episode, please Don't hesitate to share it with them. And we will see you guys all again next week. All right. We'll see you. Thanks, Andy. There are only four things certain since social progress began. That the dog returns to his vomit. That the sow returns to her mire. And the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished and the brave new world begins, When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin. As surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook hiddings, with terror and slaughter return.